Bro, this is this is perfect. We're continuously trying to upgrade our studio. Today's just another iteration of it. <laughs> got, a new, got a new table for the fat chicken. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up, the wires around here. It's spaghetti Junction down there. And it looks like the uh, <laughs> Auckland Midway. <laughs> and you just go past past Manurewa. Oh, there's roadworks there. This is an awesome platform that you've set up. Um, and it gives people like Paul um, and Yash, because, you know, I remember um, Yash saying that he was... Uh, I remember telling Tom, and Tom was telling me that him and Yash had talked at um, up at Yash's brother-in-law's house. And Yash was telling me about how he had um, he, was, he was working on a podcast as well. Oh, yeah. This was uh, several years ago. Just to see it, you know, just, you know, hopefully the just that little sample's got him got those uh, creative juices going again and it's just got him back on that ready to, to start his own one and, and, and it's the same he's trying to do the same thing as you are which is um, just sharing his knowledge or just sharing his thoughts and um, and what he knows with um, people out there in the uh, podcast universe <laughs> yeah man oh, it was great to um, to meet him eh? like, like when you text us like oh my mate Yush is going to come in and just sit down and have a have a listen to our podcast. He's not gonna be on it, but he wants to just yeah, yeah. He just wants to come in and sit on the session. And um, I I was like, yeah, yeah. And he ended up um, ended up being on it. You know, the thing is, like, um, if you come and sit in on our podcast, you can't just sit in because you just this year I was supposed to come in and fact check, and I was like, oh well, I'll jump in now and then. But just something about sitting with like-minded people, just sitting with your friends, and just you know, just having a good yarn and just having a talk. You can't just sit back. You want to share as well, yeah. Have a bit of input, and I think when um, Yash saw that, he saw the uh, door uh, slightly ajar. <laughs> the man just got in there, and man, he's a he's a natural man, like because he has so much to share. So, just can't wait to when he starts his, well, his podcast. Yeah, it was pretty cool when he showed us a video clip, a YouTube clip of his. He had a podcast, day, not a podcast, but he had like interviews. He had yeah. a video vlog. Yeah, he's got a video vlog. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was a while ago, eh? No, it's a vlog, eh? Is it a vlog? Vlog. But he used like his phone or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had a camera and then he used his phone to record yeah. audio. That looked like an old video, eh? Like, I forgot what he's, how old it was. It was several years ago, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But no, that, that was pretty cool, eh? Just um, because he's a, he's a personal trainer, right? So he got his um his clients to come in and talk like yeah. interview them to tell their story and stuff and yeah like. it's an awesome way of exposing people to um, what he does and seeing the results yeah and they're not only um, changing them physically it's uh, changing them uh, inside as well uh, giving them confidence and self-confidence I mean and then we have Paul man that was some deep stuff man what he was talking about man you know what Paul he was the last guy ever thought of you know, to go through all that depression stuff. That was like, that was an eye-opener for me. Like, um, what about you? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, that's the thing about Paul. Like, um, he looks like he's got it all together, you know. You know, when he was um, when we were hanging, hanging, hanging out back in the days with um, with his brother as well, with Simon. And he just seemed like he always, he was always on top of things. Or just never seemed, like he just always seemed relaxed and always had a smile on his face and always up for a drink and all that. And then for him to share what he was going through and, like just hearing the terms like triggers and you know not turning up to work. I have a pattern like that, but it's not because of depression. It's just because mm. <laughs> I just don't like going to work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. But yeah, just for him to get a story out and 
I remember we were talking with him afterwards. It's it's helping him by getting it out. I guess it's you know for him to be able to share a story and get people to 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 hear it too. And there's probably a lot of people out there that are going through the same things. You know that that good old that male alpha male kind of thing. Like now nah, I'm just gonna keep it to myself, and that doesn't always work. Yeah, man, it's so good that Paul shared with us, and it, yeah, kind of gave us an insight into um, how depression um, does affect um, people, even people um, that we know. Yeah, for me, because show like you never know who it is, eh? That's it. Like close friends, close family, like like you know, f- when when I was thinking about it for me personally, like I've never gone through depression before. Yeah. I I don't understand it, like. You know, I've heard stories of you know people close to us has been through that, and uh, gone through the extremes of depression. But um, yeah, just to hear Paul, Paul's story, like out of the blues, like oh, I didn't expect him to go through that. And then so I'm thinking, like, man, who else is going through that that That's we don't right. know? That's right. You know, everyone, everyone can put up a front, but yeah. it's behind closed doors or what's going on inside. So that's you know, listen to us so don't be uh. They'd be an ad and uh, mystery people because you don't know what um, they're actually going through. Yeah, I, I think I think as well. Like a lot of people have their breaking points, but yeah. on it's different levels. Hold up. Like I think for some people their breaking point is real close to them. For some other people, maybe, maybe like us or or for me, my breaking point might be far away. I haven't even gone there there yet. You know? What yeah. I mean? Like yeah, it's just one of those things, I guess. It, it could take um. It could take something extreme, like a, a an extreme occurrence, and it triggers something that you've probably, or just like for anyone that you've been holding inside. And then, like you said, the breaking point. All it takes is one one situation or um, one occurrence, and you know you're on you're on that that dark path to, down um, depression. Which is, you know, when you listen to people like Paul, and that's it's a scary a scary place to be. And to hear him say, also, to hear him say, like, he never wants anyone to go through it. I mean, you know, for me, like, ever since I can remember, like, I've always been the type of guy to um, to lose something. Maybe little things, like, but then see the the silver lining. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. always been like that. Like, yeah. like say, like, like there's times when I've, I've lost $20 when I was young, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of being, like, all sad about it and lost, like, be angry about it, just... Oh yeah, maybe. Well, what if I'd never had that twenty dollars? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. little things like that. Little things like that. Like it's not just that. It's like heaps of things. Like if I if something bad happens in my life, I always look at okay, just move on. Yeah, it's easy for me to move on stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think I can imagine some people can't probably can't handle. Yeah, well, probably not a, a case of not handling. It's just a case of not dealing. Not yeah, yeah. Or just not see, not being able to see it from that perspective. Maybe like there's a combination of things comes to a head, and then they just can't see any any way out, which is scary. Hmm. Mm. No, but yeah, because the poor for coming in and telling the story, man. It was uh, because you know, <laughs> I don't, I didn't even know he had depression because like when he first texted me, he wanted to come on the podcast and texted me he wanted to to talk about um, mental wellness. Even then, I didn't think he was going through that because I, when he said that, I was like. Oh, true. You want to talk about that? Oh, okay. Must be something. Yeah, close to us. Must be helping someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I knew he had that fight. I knew he had that boxing match. Yeah. And I knew it was IT heavy hitters. 
because I saw it on Facebook ages yeah. ago. And then, but he had this interview on his Facebook page, on that Heavy Hits' page. Yeah. He had the interview. And yeah, I watched the interview, but I didn't watch all of it. I just watched the first half. And it was just all about him preparing for his fight. So I thought, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. He's going to talk about that on the podcast. Yeah. Like all about his fight. Yeah. And then I just watched half of it, then I just turned it off. And then Eric, um, <laughs> then, then Eric texted me and goes, bro, did you um, watch um, Paul's um, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched half of it. Yeah. He goes, bro, watch the whole thing, bro. Man, he's got depression, bro. Like that, all that. And yeah, like, yeah. Eh? So I watched it again. And then, yeah, he went into all the depression stuff. And I was like, oh, wow. Shit, I have no idea. But then, yeah, you never know who's got it, eh? Who's yeah. gone through that stuff. Well, I, I remember Paul growing up because uh, he was... Uh, me and my older brother moved over to Liston, and he was a uh, same year as Steve. And um, Paul, you know, Paul was the um, he was the first fifteen captain, and he was well, he was an awesome rugby player. Yep. Um, and then I remember him going off to the army, and just every time we would come back, you'd, I'd always like would catch up with him, or like afterwards, and I always was under the pressure. Man, this guy's he's got it under control. Look, he's studying and he's working. You know, he's always coming out and hanging out with the boys. And it's, you know, it's kind of going back on the timeline. The times that he said he was in depression where along, you know, he was, he was putting up a front where he was coming up to hang out with the boys, but he was battling demons, you know, during, during that time as well, which is, um, yeah, you just, um, it makes you realize how strong, um, Paul is as a person to be able to come through those, those dark moments. Yeah, man. No, that's, that's good. That's good. That's good he's uh, working on it and stuff. And yeah. Thanks both for coming in. Just keep on doing what you're doing, bro. Yeah. Save it on your Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, that's actually a mean idea. So, oh yeah, I can see, I can see why you put that up there. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one twelve. <laughs> <laughs> episode twelve. Yeah. Of the podcast. My name is Cams. My name's Eric. And uh, this is back on the one three five. Um, man, this is the first time uh, we had a week in between our last episode. Yeah, due to that power cut. <laughs> Fuck. Man, we were on a roll that night too, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Damn, Victor. Anyway, Eric, how was your weekend, bro? Yeah, no, it was good. We, I spent it with uh, my daughter. We didn't do much, but it was just cool just hanging out with her. So, yeah, the majority of the weekend was with uh, Capri. Love you, baby. I ended up at this uh, quiz night. Oh, yeah, how did that go? I was up at uh, some ballet dance place up in um, Keeling Road, Henderson. Oh, yeah. Was it a fundraiser, right? Yeah, it was a fundraiser, man. I've been to a couple of those now. Is it for primary school? Nah, I think it's a ballet, just a ballet. Oh, just a ballet school. Ballet school, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I went with Dan. Yeah, yeah. Because his Mrs. Mate, his daughter's in that thing, and they had a fundraiser. Oh, shit. So he went down, it was a BYO, so took a box of um, Peroni. What the hell? What's that? Huh? The Italian beer. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, cool. Well, how long were you guys there for? The whole the whole evening, or? It was about two hours. Oh, yeah, nice. And uh, we came third, so that was cool. Oh, shit, yeah, right. so that was pretty cool. Oh, me. 
there's this new um so if you ever heard of uh did you know Boom Bullet came out with a new uh song? Who? Boom Bullet. <laughs> oh, I think I vaguely saw that. <laughs> it's 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 right up Joseph's alley. It's on my uh, it's on my uh, Twitter. Yeah. It's right up your alley too. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, it's the most stupid song I've ever heard. Play it. Let's go. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him moves. Tell him moves. Tell him. I got the beat him down. I got the beat him down. If you want it, come and get it. I got the beat him down. I got the beat him down. If you want it, come and get it. Ladies and gentlemen, I got the beat him down for life. You better watch up. Cause I'ma take your wife. <laughs> not you, not your kids, only your wife. I need a life. I'm gonna take it to my room and stab it with my knife. Big knife. I'm shing shing. Shang shang. No Look at his shots, man. Oh my gosh, what the hell was that, man? The hell was that? Fuck. What? You know, you know, for the longest time, I thought this guy was just like playing around, you know. But he's seriously. I think he's seriously. I think, I think this guy's serious. Is is he serious? I fuck out of that. I need to do my homework on this dude, man. <laughs> Wait, what, what the hell is this song, man? The, I got a ding dong. I is that the name of the song? I got, what? What? Man, that, that reminds me of um the thief we had on, well, a potential thief that we had on Sunday night mm. at work. Um, I was serving a customer, and there's one of the, one of these homeless people came in. She yeah. was carrying a, a petrol container. She came in earlier for some gas for that petrol container. I don't think it was for her car. I think she's just taking it around and sniffing it. Anyway, she goes to the bathroom. She comes out. Uh, what made me look at her? Because she looks at me. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I vaguely I, I look at her for a quick second. Then I look back to the customer. And then next minute, I look at her again. And me and the and this time, the customer's looking at her. And she's putting her hand on the hat. Like she's going to steal the hat. Oh, and she's the, looking at us both. On the display. Yeah, so so she's walking. So she's walking out of the bathroom, and she looks at and she looks at us, and she's about to take this hat. Yeah, and she's looking at us while she's taking this hat. Now, if you, anything from stealing, you don't look at the fucking cash attendant when you're stealing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look at the motherfucker while you're trying to steal a hat. This stupid ass bitch was gonna steal a hat in front of us, <laughs> and me and the guy were like, "What are you doing?" And she just turns around and goes, "Who does that?" and walks out of the out of the store. Did she walk out of the hat? No. Nah. Oh. Of course not, she's going to walk out of the head because we are staring at it and I was like looking at it like all oh, my face says it all. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing mm. <laughs> with my facials? <laughs> <laughs> so what time was this? Huh? What time was this? This was right about the early hours. I think it was uh, Monday morning by that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that song reminds me of anyway. Fucking. Oh, how come? No, nah, because it's, it says dumb as her. <laughs> <laughs> my little boom bullet. Man. Shit. I don't know who writes his lyrics, bro. He probably writes his own lyrics, eh? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's one of his kids write his lyrics. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, this is a song about his ding dong, which he uses to like uh, rape wives. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want the kids, right? He don't want the kids. He just wants the wife. <laughs> oh, 
My little man. Didn't Prince Tui Ticker come out with a song? I want to play with my ding a ling a ling. Really? Yeah, I think that was back in the 80s. Was it? Oh, so, something like that. I don't know. But yeah. What's it called? I'm sure there was a skit. I'm sure it's either a skit or there was something Prince Tui Ticker. I want to play with my ding a ling a ling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ding a ling. Yeah, play it. A song called Ding a Ling. <laughs> okay. Waharamaina Ding a Ling. When I was just a little bitty boy, yeah, my grandmother one. bought me a cute little toy. <laughs> Silver bells hanging on the string. She told me it was my ding a ling a ling My ding a ling my ding a ling I want you to play with yeah, okay. my ding a You think you think Boom Bullet listen to the song and then and got his inspiration to... Yeah. To make his song ding a ling ding dong. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a ding dong. <laughs> where the where the hell did you find that song? Oh, it's been online. But man. What put that there shring that shring shing thing used? Yeah with the shing with the Well that's too much wood tang, bro. <laughs> well, what's happening in the in the one three five at the moment? Um I heard there was a dead body found up in in Midway. Did you see that? It, it but they, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get to the body. Oh, it moved away. Yeah. Oh shit. A couple of days ago. Okay, so in the we're in the Ranui um Facebook group page. At the top we got uh NNI program coordinator. Hey, what's this about? There's a space at West Auckland Play Centers. Booking by Bookwin. Are you looking for a fun program to do with your new baby? Learn the marvels of your baby development. Create friendships and build a village. We have new programs starting at Ranui Play Center on Thursday afternoons. Follow the link below to book your place and find out more information. Next one, Amy Watts. Hi guys, my partner is a local arborist. Okay, we've got a new arborist in town called Slot & Co Limited Tree Experts. If you need some trees removed or pruned, give uh, Slot & Co Limited a call. Who's next? Crystal Rider. Lost a dog. Hmm. Good girl. So everyone, anyone seeing a dog that goes by the name of Girl around the Randui area, please keep a lookout. Thank you. Man, what's up with these dogs getting missing, man? Running yeah. away from the owners like uh, <laughs> like they're hungry or something. You know? like, <laughs> Looking for a better meal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pilates classes. There you go. Randui community. Eric, there's some Pilates classes. Randui Community Center, Wednesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. $10, $12, BYO mat. Oh, nice. Yeah, that might be a worth to look to have a look at. Since I'm getting into yoga a little bit. Have you been doing some more yoga and stuff? No, nah, not lately. I've got to kind of find something more difficult now. My routine that I usually do is get a bit more easier. Mm. I can hold myself up higher. Oh, what's this one? New Zealand oh, Police Recruitment. Oh, it's just a police recruitment ad. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone around who wants to join the cops, you know where go, to go. <laughs> go online, New Zealand Police Recruitment. Thanks, Ranui. Well, um, Joe, can you pull up the story about the giant rats in Rotorua? I came across an article. Yeah. On um, I think it was the New Zealand um on the net about these giant rats in Rotorua. Apparently, they um like they're in this um protected forest. Holy yeah. shit! Fucking massive ass rat, man. 
Rotorua. That's like a cat. I know. Size of a cat. That thing can eat a cat, bro. I'm sure of it. Fucking look at its head, man. Can eat your hand. So, okay. So, they found these giant-ass rats next to uh, oh, the forest. Oh. Is it dead? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that trap was supposed to be for possums? Oh, my gosh. That's the giant rat. Ah, that's gross. So, they're just in the wild, eh? Looks yeah. like. They reckon that they're feeding off tree seeds. Tree seeds and uh, what's been left over in the dumping grounds. Yeah. So apparently there's this thing called, um, I think it's called, it's when the trees must, yeah. and it releases a lot of seeds. So the rats eat a lot of that, and including the rubbish that's dumped in the grounds. And that's how they get to that size. I'm like, fuck, serious? <laughs> they call it a beast. <laughs> fuck, that is a beast. Are they saying it's going to be a problem? Having big rats like that? Sure, it's a problem, eh? Like they're pests, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially if they get that big. See, even even our west day, even at the um, you know, the creek that runs along the back back of Ranui. Yeah, yeah. It goes along yeah, Bitwood. Our, our property as well. And then along, if any houses near that creek, you're gonna have some rat problems, eh? Yeah, well, because we're we're not far from that creek that runs around the back there, and we yeah. get rat problems too. Yeah, yeah. but, but I think even there. now it's even worse than before. Um. It's not, I, I, I've noticed like lately, especially the winter, because winter time they usually come in, because mm. it's cold, mm. but we haven't seen any rats lately, probably because we've got two new dogs, but um, yeah, back in the days, bro, you would just see them running around and you see our dog running after them. Yeah. It's like, fuck. They all come from that creek, eh? Like, I remember, because our house was near that creek too, you know, we had like a cat, the cat used to always kill a lot of these rats. But fuck, can you imagine your cat trying to take on a rat like that? Oh, no way, man. Fuck, it will lose. <laughs> it's been a problem out west with the, those rats yeah. along that creek. And I think people have been complaining to the, the council to do something about it because it's gone even worse. It's been even worse now. Yeah. I don't think anybody's cleaned up because everybody's dumping their rubbish down the creek there too. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Everyone just Shucks. dumps it. Whatever. Like it, it, the walk track around, that carries on through around the back of the board because the lake carries on through there. Yeah. Everyone just dumps their old beds or whatever just yeah. down there in the creek it's fucking gross when I used to wake up at Lanark up yeah. at BP Lanark we saw a massive ass rat the size of a cat running across up at Lanark running across the forecourt mm. going towards the rubbish bin <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a I thought it was a cat but fuck it was a rat so Eric any, any new movies looking forward to watching that are coming up uh, I take it you all seen that new uh, Joker Joker trailer bro damn that looks really good eh yeah, what's your opinion about the trailer? Well, looks like it looks pretty artsy fartsy eh? kind of thing. Eh? I, re- I read an article about how DC wants to go the um try to get this movie like to win Academy Award. <coughs> oh, okay. So they're trying to get real serious, real, you know. Apparently, it's R rated. Oh shit! Yeah, so they want to go dark, sort real, of real dark, real dark and gritty. Yeah, because when you see the trailer, it's moving away from the the general thing of like superhero movies, mm. like the villain and movie. You know, the, you, when you see a trailer for like a villain or a superhero movie, you yeah. kind of get that feel. Oh yeah, it's just gonna be another villain or superhero movie. But the Joker one is like, fuck, this is different. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be like that. It's, it's in its own category at the moment. Yeah, it, it looks like a more drama type. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, eh? especially because um, man, no one beats Heath Ledger. Oh man! Well, 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 maybe Joaquin Phoenix might beat him, but we're yet to see that. But I think when Heath Ledger played Joker in um, Dark Knight, that sort of renewed a little, a little 
you know, sort of renew the character. Yeah, for the, for that villain. For for that type of villain. Yeah. And to be honest, man, Joker's an awesome villain name. Yeah, it didn't really pop up to me until that scene with the pen, the abracadabra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he when he did that, I knew that guy. Man, there's yeah. there's a lot more to come. <laughs> well, I also loved um Jack Nicholson's take on yeah. the Joker. Like he 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 did a real good job. Yeah, he his um. It was more of a gangster type guy, yeah, gangster yeah. type art checker. He's yeah. still crazy, but yeah, no, nah, he was cool too. Yeah, he was awesome. I, I remember that movie too. Wow, it's one of my favorites. And then, but I gotta say, when before Dark Knight came out and they announced, they announced that the Heath Ledger was gonna play Joker, I was the same as everyone else, going, "What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> no way! How can Heath Ledger play the Joker? Like he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the bone structure in his face to play the Joker. You know, he's like, what the bloody." Brokeback Mountain guy. That brought his career back up too. When you played the Joker on Dark Knight, oh yeah. my gosh. Now nah, nah, that's it. Hands down, he was the best thing. He was the man. It's a, it's a shame he left so young. Mm. And then buddy, was it Jared Leto? Yeah, nah. He sort of ruined it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they were going with that Joker. He looked rich ass. Like a, a super rich gangster Joker type. He's probably the least looking Joker to me, eh? Yeah. He's probably like, he looks like a, a rock star. Yeah, I know. Like yeah, a, yeah, that's the one, the rock heavy star. Middle, like a heavy metal dude over the makeup. Doesn't even look like a Joker, eh? Um, Jared Leto wasn't convincing. Wasn't uh-huh. convincing at all. But yeah, um, just looking yeah, looking forward to um, Joaquin Phoenix's uh, version. Yeah. Looks pretty good. So when is, when is that Joker coming out? Is it, is uh, it November. Year? Oh, November. November. It was funny because uh, have you seen the movie um, The King of Comedy? No. It's an old movie by Martin Scorsese. It stars um, Robert De Niro. He plays... So Robert De Niro plays this, um, the stand-up comic that's trying to make it in TV. So he harasses the the show, the star of the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Of the game, of the the show that's on TV to try and get on the show. But he gets declined all the time and give him the runaround. And he's just trying and trying his hardest. And then he ends up kidnapping them. What? To get a pile on the show. Like he sort of goes crazy. Oh, true. Yeah. And I think it's funny because he's played by Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is on. Yeah. The, he's on the Joker playing the guy that runs that TV show, looks like. Eh? Yeah. And the Joker's like trying to get on the show. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like. Uh, the same hom- sort of story. It sounds like it's a homage to The King of Comedy. Oh, okay. If you watch The King of Comedy. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to go check that out, dude. Yeah. So play, um, play The King of Comedy trailer. What I'm thinking is I'm sitting here now, but maybe this is my big break. This is my big chance. You know what I mean? You don't just walk on to a network show without experience. Now, I know it's an old hackneyed expression, but it happens to be the truth. You've got to start at the bottom. I know. That's where I am, at the bottom. That's a perfect place to start. So will you please give your warmest greetings to the newest king of comedy, Rupert Hupkin. His name is Rupert Pupkin. He lives in a world of make-believe. Oh, Jerry, I love this guy. Always coming up with these great lines. I love him. I love him. Nobody can remember his name. Mr. Pupkin. Mr. Pupkin. Mr. Puffer. Rupert. Pupkin, P-U-P-K-I-N. But by 11.30 tonight, the whole world will know that Rupert Pupkin is the new king of comedy. Robert De Niro, Jerry Lewis, in a Martin Scorsese picture, the king of comedy.
Oh, true. So straight away you can see the similarities eh, between yeah. that that movie and and what you see on the the new Joker movie trailer. Yeah, when you asked um Robert De Niro's character if he can introduce him as the Joker, yeah, yeah, like that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm I'm also looking forward to that movie, The Irishman. Yeah, that looks good. Have seen that? Another Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, and um Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like that looks that looks ruthless. Yeah, so it's like yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Ever since because I'm a big fan of the Goodfellas and and Casino. Yeah, that whole mob, the whole whole mob and mafia type drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that'll be good. He's like a retired what the character's like a retired hitman type thing. Mm. So I think the story's about how he was the one that killed um Jimmy Hoffa. He was like a famous uh, a famous teamster guy in the states. And he he's famous because he you know, he powered with all the um with organized crime. At the end, he was um declared missing. Oh shit! Yeah, he never came out. Never found his body or nothing. So it's a big mystery where he is. Like no one knows where he is. No one uh, no one's recovered his uh his body. He would have done some plastic surgery by now. Oh yeah, but I think he's dead. But um, I think the Irish, the Irishman's about the hitman who said that he was the one that killed him. Because I heard it's like three hours long, three and a half hours long. What? Yeah. So, no, no. so it must be about his whole life. <laughs> well, it have to be if it was three hours long. Who's, who's in the movie? Anna Packwood. Al Pacino, Joe Percy, Harvey Cartel. What about Star Wars? Oh, I'm looking forward to that, bro. What did you think of the trailer? I think, man, that trailer got me excited again. You know, again. Because I've been, I'll tell you the truth, I've been disappointed with the last two Star Wars movies. Eh? The new ones. The first one for me, I reckon it was good. I liked the first one. The second one, I, th- I think it was just a big waste of time. Uh, floating around in space, getting chased by the enemy most of the time. Tell you, I think, I think the, the new trailer has got me back to where I was before Force Awakens came out. Because when they announced they were going to make Force Awakens, yeah. man, the excitement was up there. And when it came out, it was like, oh, okay. It was alright. But when the last year I came out, I was like, Man, that was shit, man. <laughs> it was. It sort of... Uh, it was bullshit. Sort of let the air out, you know, <laughs> of the whole Star Wars thing. Even the Mandalorian looks good, eh? Oh, man, that looks fucking awesome. Yeah, looking forward to the Mandalorian coming out on Disney+. Plus. You're going to get Disney+, Plus when it comes out in November? I don't know if it's going to come out in New Zealand. Oh, true. I, I hope it does. Because if it does, I, I'm thinking of... Um, me and Jerry already talked about it. We might get rid of our Netflix... And just jump on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I could be a lot more better. That's a bit extreme, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, because most of the come on, most of the, the you know the movies and documentaries you can uh, on Netflix, you can stream it on other websites as well. So. Yeah, but apparently, um, Disney Plus won't have any sort of R-rated movies. Oh, just all the. It's all PG thirteen. Yeah. So. Uh... I think that's good news for the competition. Yeah, for Netflix, you know, so they can keep some of that market. Yeah, true. Yeah, that is true. I've got a, I've got an email from Netflix saying, "Oh, can you um just share on your social media to join Netflix to your friends and that?" Really? Yeah. So I think they're like they're conscious of the fact Disney Plus is coming. That's, that's, start um that's advertising. Horrible. But you know the suck thing about that, like first Disney Plus is gonna do it, and who else is gonna do it? Like I heard Apple's gonna do it, like a streaming. What so are they gonna service. stream? Yeah, Apple. Apple's gonna do a streaming service. Yeah. Mm. They're gonna do one like Netflix, and you got Hulu in the states. They've got theirs. Um, Amazon Prime's got theirs out. 
Yeah, it, it, isn't um, Telecom doing this with the sports and stuff? Yeah, that's Spark. Spark's yeah, Spark. got them. Um, yeah, that's right, that's right. The sports and stuff, but... But I think what, what you're going to see is you're going to have all these streaming services that you have to subscribe to to watch your favourite programme, you know? Yeah. I reckon it'll be good, but it'll be bad also. The bad side is uh, no one will get off their couch anymore. <laughs> no, no doubt. I think the bad side is you got to buy like five or ten different um, streaming yeah. providers like Netflix and then Hulu and then Disney Plus and then Apple then Amazon to watch Just watch your favourite show. Yeah. You know? Video games are hitting the same way too. They're thinking of streaming their games online. What do you mean? Like, um, I forgot the name of the service provider. But they're thinking of putting uh, games straight on Google. And um, if you have a control pad, you can play it off your laptop and play on their service of any game. So are they trying to wipe out consoles? That Yeah, I think they are trying to do that. I think, they're hitting, I think all the companies are hitting that way. Because most of the games now, you can buy them online. And most of them are free, like Fortnite, for example. So they're kind of doing the same sort of thing. They're streaming. Is that a deal? Google Stadia. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Cloud gaming service. True. Yeah, so Google's and Yeah, they're leading that front. I don't know how long it's going to take for Nintendo and Sega to catch up. Or Sony. So what does that mean? That means... So I'm guessing they'll, you'll probably have to pay for the service just like Netflix. A monthly um, price. And if, um, like, if you're on your phone or whatever, just... Play it. Yeah. Play the game. It's convenience, eh? Sounds yeah. like the convenience of them. So yeah, you, that's interesting. Yeah, you can see that it's hitting, it's hitting in that direction now. So what would um, PlayStation have to do? PlayStation and Microsoft, Microsoft, Xbox. They've already got the background already sorted. So they, I reckon they could do this. Easy. Well, all you do is plug in your console and just play online. Everything, eh? Yeah. Everything's online. And just use the console as a way to access their, their mm. stuff. But I can see like the first couple of the first couple of years of using this thing, yeah. you know, the hackers of that they they can't resist. They'll they'll find ways of hacking into it. So there'll be I'm sure there'll be a lot of issues in that when they when it's finally launched or if it's already launched. Yeah. Hey, this was the David Chappelle on stand up. Sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. Yeah, fuck. Bloody funny. Eh? <laughs> that shit had me cracking up, bro. Cracking cracking apart. He got a lot of backlash for those um, Michael Jackson uh, jokes. Yeah, but I think that's the point. Yeah, that's the whole point. Well, like, he he even says it himself, man. He, he like he says it like the the audience now is really sensitive. Yeah, real pansy like. I saw Foles brother p- post up uh, a little thing about the stand up, and I thought it was real cool. He said, "Um, oh, let me just find it." He's one of the most rawest uh, comedians out there, right? Can't find it, but he said something like, um, "You know, Dave Chappelle quit the quit the Dave Chappelle show after they offered them fifty million because they he couldn't do he couldn't say the things that they wanted him not to say. Now uh, he's doing Netflix for sixty million. He can say whatever he wants. Sure, it'll be like us with this podcast, right? If we mm. couldn't have that freedom, but we were offered so much, would you still take it? I think more because Dave Chappelle's an artist. Yeah." And if and if you're an artist, if you're into your work, if you're an artist, your job is to create and give to people, give people your art, like you know. Yeah, no matter how offensive it is. Eh? Oh, no matter. If you're a true artist, money won't come into it. He's, he, you know, he's talking about how the world's changed, and it's not changed for the good. Seems like it's changed for the worse. How people react to things. People are more sensitive these days. Yeah. You know, and it's not like ten years ago. Like it's completely changed. 
you know, the whole story, you can't say this word anymore, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. You know, you might offend certain people. I mean, we've never heard of this before, right? No. It's more in our faces. It was just gone too soft, man. But I think that's what makes Dave Chappelle stand up real funny because he actually jokes about it all. Yeah, yeah. It makes you think about what's happening in the world. I'm not I'm not a big fan of what's going on. All this political correctness happening around the world. And it, what, what's funny is that, like, I heard it's real bad in countries like USA and Canada. Yeah. And, it, and I've heard experts say it hasn't hit New Zealand yet as much. It's hit Australia. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of funny things going on in Australia. Yeah, I, I remember when we went to the, the Jordan Peterson um, talk, he even mentioned that it's not, it's really... Yeah, he said the same thing too. It's not hit like in New Zealand that hard. Mm. So he, that's why he was saying he was stating that we got something really special in New Zealand. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not here yet. So he reckons we should keep it and keep it strong. Okay. Anyway, I got a story. I found a story that was pretty might be interesting. Um, in America, they did a study on selfies, and they found out that. If you did selfies, you're more likely to be less likable. Eh? Yeah, because it shows that you're like insecure and you want attention. <laughs> what else? It was like um. So this is this is a study from uh, Washington State University. So they interviewed 150 students, showing them Instagram posts of people they didn't know. The students then rated the posts based on personality traits. The majority of the students rated users who posted selfies as less likable, less successful, more insecure, and less open to new experiences. Shit, true. But but wait, the people who posted pictures of themselves, if other people took a photo of you, if users who posted pictures of themselves taken by another person, yep. um, they're seen as having higher self-esteem and uh, being more <laughs> adventurous, less lonely, and more successful. Man, it sounds like they got a bunch of psychologists to do that, to do that shit. What the hell? So, uh, so what does that tell you, Eric? Tells me people, that people that put selfies on there need to check themselves. <laughs> but I thought, I thought that was just common knowledge, dude. I thought that's what everybody knew. Like, I, I kind of knew that when people started yeah, taking but selfies. but I guess, I guess this, uh, study. Yeah, it confirms it. Confirms it, you know, puts it down. Yeah, because it's funny. You, it's funny you say that because now, now because I've been off the net probably for like a year and a half, and I just recently got back on, mm. and I jumped onto Facebook and I saw some of my old mates. Yeah. Now it's crack up when you talk about that shit because I I jumped like on Instagram and some of my old mates are taking selfies now. Oh yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're they're dressing up younger. Like how frequently? Got- how frequently? Because I can name a couple of people, few people on my Instagram. You take selfies like on a daily basis. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. It's a daily <laughs> basis thing. Yeah. So he just like one of my, I won't say his name, but one of my <laughs> mates, one of my mates is doing something like two or three photos a day of himself, and he's not like it's not like waking up. Oh, he's gonna take a selfie. It's like he has to dress up before he takes this selfie. Yeah. And I'm like, what? It never used to be like this. What the hell's going on with you, man? Does he use a filter? Um, sometimes, sometimes yeah. I see them use their filter. He um uh, he has a new kind of like a new style haircut that the kids wear these days. Yeah. No, you wouldn't catch me with that haircut. Hell no. That's a normal fade will do for me. 
But this guy's spotting one of the new hiccups that the kids run around. Yeah. And the, even the clothes, the tight jeans and shit. I mean, some guys, some uh, some of us older guys can get away with that, but it doesn't suit everyone. So I was like, shit, it kind of makes sense now when you said that after that. It would be interesting if Instagram actually took away filters for a whole week. <laughs> and then we'll see if those same people that post every day are still on, you know? Yeah. still post their selfies every day. And I betcha they won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I was so effed up about when I jumped back on? Because I was just playing around with the camera. Yeah. And you know those filters that yeah. you're talking about? My daughter even knows about those. I don't even know what to do. Is your daughter on social media? No, no, she's not on social media, but she told me how to use my filters. Oh. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I shouldn't put her on social media, man. Yeah, no, I, I, Too do, young, I don't. Man. I don't. I don't put her on social media, but she spends the majority of her time with her mum. Yeah. Probably because they, because she has sisters and that. I don't know. But fuck, she was telling me how to use my filters. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? I, I don't think kids should be on social media. Eh? I think you have to be at the least high school level. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's right for a kid that's in primary or even intermediate. To get on social media, I don't think they're mentally prepared. Yeah, plus I don't think people know what the like the psychological consequences are. Yeah, because you know, like our generation, our generation, we didn't grow up with internet devices. Always played outside. Yeah. Um. Probably, I think because what what I heard was like you got the millennials, but they've they've recently discovered that the millennials stop at nineteen ninety five. Because from 1995 onwards, uh, when babies and kids were using devices as like you know like a babysitter, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So that's gonna change what they're gonna grow up to be. Like they're gonna change them. Oh, like we don't know what's gonna happen. How they're gonna think and react to stuff. Yeah, I can because they're born. They're born during that time. Yeah, because I, I do that with my daughter sometimes. Like, if I need to go back to dinner and stuff, mm. like back in the early days. You give her an iPad to Yeah, I, I, I let her watch the TV. <laughs> oh, oh, that's TV. That's... Yeah, yeah. But I don't give her, like, a thing, you know, like a, a device to play with. Yeah. Only until she got older, she kind of learned that from the from her siblings. Yeah, yeah. because I think what it does is just doesn't teach them to, to run around in their spare time. They always have to be sitting down at home on a device. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that's what I did all weekend with my daughter. Just stay at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So um, let's do this experiment on Instagram. Let's take off the filters for a week. <laughs> so I don't see these people's selfies anymore. Fuck. Every day, man. Hold on. <laughs> Especially the real the guys that wear glasses all the time, mate. Shit. <laughs> take the sunnies off. Anyway, why, why, why would you want filters for anyway? I don't get it. Okay, I've seen some of Avi's um, filtered uh, photos yeah. with the uh, cat eyes and the cat ears and shit. I yeah. don't get that shit. He's trying to be cute. Maybe. He's trying I to be cute. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. Are they trying to be cute with that shit? I don't think I can catch myself with cat eyes and, and cat eyes and cat ears or bunny ears. Fuck. No, you know what? You know what? <coughs> See, that's different. At least it's a bunny ears. Like, you know, at least it's some bunny ears. On your face. It's like fun. But I'm talking about the filters that make your skin better. Oh. Your eyes glow. Those kind of filters. Oh, no. I didn't know, like, I didn't know about those ones. It's not even... I think that's where this insecurity comes from. Um, when, I, when they start using that stuff. That's 
Sure. You must be insecure of yourself if you have to use filter to make yourself look better. If you think you look better, it's all in your mind. That explains why some of the some of the people I see on the net are more prettier on the net than they are in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you don't wear makeup. I don't know. You forgot to put your makeup on that day, so you gotta turn Just the turn the filter on. Turn the filter on your uh, selfie. Or you didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you guys do that as well? They, those kind of filters? Kind of that stuff. Yeah, I wish he was here. Can ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so um, I don't know when the local elections are coming up, but I'm keen to vote for the trust monopoly to go. Well, explain that to me, because I'm no idea. So you know um, the Portage Trust and the Waitakere Licensing Trust. Yeah. So what that is, that's an organization that controls all of gambling and alcohol in West Auckland. Yeah, they're they're from Mount Albert all the way to to Messi or to Hobsonville. Okay. So they they pr- pretty much have a monopoly on alcohol and and gambling. Okay. So the the trust have exclusive license to operate hotels, taverns, and liquor stores in in the trust areas, which they have blocked the sale of alcohol in all supermarkets. Um, and we know that liquor is more expensive at the trust stores than anywhere else in Auckland. Uh, but the trust do give back to community and, and charity to sports clubs and community groups. But and they also market themselves with that giving back slogan you've seen around, right? Yeah, you can even see it on their website. Yeah. We gave back two point yeah. five million in big and big letters. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we gave back two point five million. Here we go. They got this million dollar mission. So every year they spend million dollars on on charity, oh, on yeah. organizations, sports clubs that they apply. They'll get they'll get they allocate some of that money to them. And then you can see right there they aim to give back three point five million in. 2019, 2020, 5 million by 2020, 2021. Okay, so they're very, um, they've got their advertising on full blast showing us how much they, they give to charity. But I think there's a reason for that. Is that to to show the community the way on how much they actually earn? Exactly. So, so how much do these suckers actually earn then? Okay, and in 2016, the trust earned $8.8 million on alcohol sales alone, right? Gave back to the community one million dollars that year, which started that one million mission yeah. campaign. But they made forty-eight million that year, combining alcohol, gambling, restaurants, and hotels. So for the last ten years, they've been making a hundred million. Yeah, and giving away a hundred grand. A hundred grand, and yeah. now in two thousand sixteen, they is that what they decide to give the one million, the million dollar mission? We're talking multi-million dollars here. In their pockets and only chump change, only chump change giving that to charity, yeah, you know? just like every other big business does, yeah, but only because they have the monopoly in West Auckland. Is it in the community's best interest is to take that monopoly back? It's in the community's best interest to not have a monopoly, okay, so you can bring competition into West Auckland, true, so you get better, better deals on and better prices, you get for better prices and you get better bars, maybe, yeah, because let's face it, hang on by a shit. Fuck yeah, bro. If anyone and that knows that they've been to hang about, you know it's too expensive. Like if you really want to go to a nice place, you have to go to town. Yeah, or even closer around town. Yeah. Wow, okay, I see it now. So, th- so you know, it's good that the trust gives mon- money away, you know. Yep. But it's nowhere near of how much they make. <laughs> Com- if you compare how much money they give, they got this $1 million mission. Fuck. or the Or the $50 million they made that one year. Yeah, one single year they haven't been transparent with how much they earn over the years. And when they do, when they are pressured to release some 
some numbers on how much they make. There's been little protests from the community, and when there is a little protest, they up their charity a little bit more to make <laughs> to make people, you know, smooth it up. To smooth it out, you know. Shit, get everybody laid back. So if you imagine, remember when they first introduced alcohol to be sold in supermarkets, and we had a vote here in West Auckland? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Like, actually, I don't remember it at all. But the trust actually ran this sort of like smear campaign across West Auckland to like try to convince people that oh, there's going to be liquor stores opened up everywhere. There'd be drunk people running around the streets. Yeah. Your neighborhood will go to shit. There'd be a lot of drunk people running around. There'd be crime rising, you know? Yep. But, you know, that's all bullshit because... It's rising now. If it happened, if they lost the votes that time and alcohol was to be sold at supermarkets out west, then they'll all just succumb to the same rules, same laws, like the rest of Auckland. Yeah. You know what I mean? If their story was to us, oh, if you vote us out, then crime will rise. There'd be a lot of drunk people on the streets. Then why isn't that happening in, like, North Shore or or Manica or the rest of Auckland, you know? Ah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's all about their their profits. It's all about the money going into their pockets, not because what what they give to charity is like nothing. Yeah. It was like they're giving away 20 cents. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably be laughing about it too. But the other reason why I'm against, I'm against the trust monopoly is that I think there's parts of West Auckland that need upgrading, you know? I think the social economics side of things out West, especially in Henderson, needs a bit of uplift. Like, have you driven through Henderson? Yep. Where the old bus stop used to be? Man, there's like shit houses over there. <laughs> have you been to the mall? It's like $2 shops everywhere. Yeah. It's there's, just... not, there's nothing there. Like, yeah. well, what is there? Just a food court and... And the movies. <laughs> and movies and... It's probably the only two places I would go if I was going to the mall here. I, I hardly ever go to the mall here. That's how bad it is. I go That's to shit. St. Luke's. That's I go shit. to St. Luke's in Newland. And the places around in this shit. Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no entertainment. There's no entertainment value. There's no entertainment value out west. You know? There's nowhere to go. You gotta go downtown. Yeah. You gotta go central. Like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah, of course, you can go to Hobsonville and go to that new bar. The, have you been there? The new bar of Hansonville? No, the, no. Um, the The Little Creatures Brewery? No. No, I yeah, they got a flash based on there, but, but they have to succumb to the trust rules too. Oh, so, shit. I think that one of the rules is that you can't, if you want to serve alcohol, you have to serve food, like a restaurant style. Okay, here are the stats, right? Okay, the past 10 years, the trust has given back to charity up to $100,000 a year, right? Max. In 2011, they gave to charity a total of $38,000, okay? In the past 10 years, the trust has sold $100 million worth of alcohol, right? But they only give, they've only given like less than 100 grand each each year, Shit. you know? So out of the $10 million they make it each year, they've given back... Allows you $40,000. They've left, they've given back less than $100,000 a year. So they pocket $9,900,000 a year, Fuck how basically. Many? How many executives do we have on this trust? And that's just from the alcohol. In 2016, the trust earned $8.8 million just on alcohol sales. Just yep. in one year, right? But they made a total of $48 million that year. Wow. From alcohol, gambling, hotels, and taverns. Yeah, everybody. Right? But that year, they gave away $1 million when they did this $1 million mission, mission scheme. And they, and they just pocket the rest. So, so what you have here is an organization that has a monopoly on alcohol. And bars in West Auckland and give a, give to charity. Loose change. Loose the loose change exactly. Yeah, you just give them the loose change and pocket the rest. In the meantime, no one no one's allowed to come in West Auckland and open their own bar. 
And on top of that, the community has to put up with the high prices with alcohol and shit. Exactly. Because they earn all these big profits, is because they stopped selling alcohol in the supermarket because that's their composition. So they've basically killed off all composition. That was the number one thing I loved about when we used to flat out out in Central. Was like you can go to a supermarket, get your shopping, especially if it's a Friday night, and get some alcohol too, like some beers. It was perfect. It, was, it just complemented everything. Since I work in town, I always stop off Point Shev or, or stop off some liquor store in um, Great, Great North Road and buy a box that's like $10 cheaper than the way you can get up the road here. So, but, but I also think what it does is it just stops competition from coming in. And I think Henderson especially needs some entertainment areas. We need some good entertainment precincts. Especially at the mall, yeah. You know, we're coming to a day and age where where shopping malls are dying. Yep. Especially out in Henderson, because what what's in Henderson now? Henderson Mall is like is, is West City. What's in there? It's like two dollar stores in there. It's like basically nothing, nothing yeah, much. There's nothing there. There's no more Wickles. You know, when Wickles leaves a mall, that's when you know things are <laughs> going downhill. You know, <laughs> you know, people are not reading books, man. I'm not going to that mall, you know. Yeah, if that was the other thing, like, because I'm starting to get into the, my reading now, and if you want a book, you either go online or go to New Lynn. Yeah. Because that's the yeah, closest book course yeah. you can find. I think time's changing, and I think this um, system of a trust is, is old. I think we needed it back in the days, but I think times are changing, and we don't need it anymore. Yeah. And plus, and it's, it's, it's this monopoly that's suffocating us, I think. Suffocating out west. And I know, I know you. People might say, oh, well, we won't get our, our money anymore from the, you know, if all these organizations are getting money from the trust. It's not like they won't get any money anymore. All over the country, organizations and groups are sponsored by businesses, yeah, small businesses and that. So, you know, they're still getting money that way. Yeah, it'll be better than getting this chump change that they gain from the trust. Oh, it's, it's not chump change. It's chump change to the trust, yeah. but not to the organizations. That's what makes the trust appealing to these community groups and organizations to, to keep them because they get the money. Mm. But they're not realizing what it's doing. I think what it does the community in the long run is just suffocating us, you know? Oh, so that's how the trust reinforces their, to stay there is by funding these um, organizations. Bro, it's, pra- it's practically a bribe. Yeah. It's like that. So let me stay a, here. Let me it's stay a bribe. Here. It's a bribe to these communities, but it's just the way it is. But because this, this trust action group, these guys I follow online because they're against the trust monopoly. See, yep. they, they want to end the monopoly. They don't want to end the trust. The trust is still, still going to be there, but won't have any more monopoly. So, you know you know what I mean? They'll, they'll still be there, Yeah. but they won't get as much money anymore. Yeah, yeah. But that's what they're fighting for. They're not fighting. See, see that's the thing about the trust, right? They're trying to, they're trying to fight to stay <laughs> because they're giving money to, to charity, right? Yeah. But they're not fighting for the charity. They're fighting for their, their extra 20 mil in their pocket, you know? Sure. They're always going to give the charities $1 million with their $1 million mission. It's it's the profit they make from being a monopoly they're fighting for, not the charities itself. You know, they're hiding behind, oh, we want to help. They're hiding behind the campaign of helping the community with all these um, giving back. Yeah, that's cool, but not not when you're pocketing 90% of the profits. <laughs> oh, fucking, they say 99% of the profits. And giving, you know, we're getting ripped off, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're getting ripped off. So, what, what is the... Um is there a, another opportunity for the community to vote against that? Yeah, coming up, um, I think, next month, next couple of months. Okay. There's another opportunity. Um, so this trust action group that are against the trust, yep. they wanted to get signatures to ask for a re- referendum. 
and I think they didn't get the numbers they were looking for. But even then, I'm I'm sort of skeptical about referendums, eh? So what's your problem with a referendum? It's easy to sway your voters when it comes to a referendum. For example, like if you're a pilot flying a plane, yeah, and you went on the loudspeaker to the passengers and said, "Oh, here's your captain speaking. Uh, can you guys vote? Do you guys want me to land this way, or do you want me to get land that way?" Like the people at the back, the passengers, they don't know. Yeah, they just say, "Oh, fuck, do whatever." You, yeah, don't you know? just tell them to land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you're telling. You have a referendum to say yes or no to the trust, right? Like, they're not educated about what's going on. Yeah, exactly. It's like, for me, for example, I don't know what's going on. And I'm sure half of the 135 don't know what's going on. Exactly. So, what I'm saying is, like, uh, referendums are dangerous because you can be easily you can easily sway the vote your way if, if you bring a campaign. Like, so I'm sure that's what happened last time when we voted for the trust, yes or no, for alcohol to be sold in the um, supermarkets when we had that vote. Yeah. Okay. All, all the trust had to do was like, oh, we're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of crime happening. There's not gonna be drunk people running around. Um, if you do this, if you vote, if you vote no, if you vote yes for alcohol sales in the supermarkets, your neighborhood will be going down. And people are gonna think about that and then vote no. The way no. we watch TV no. has changed. But skeptical about referendums, eh? You gotta fight the beast somehow, you know. I really want someone to come in from um, that trust action group B, so we can have a. Because I don't know, what the, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> like, you know, I'm just, I'm just picking stuff that I've read online and stuff. But yep. you know, all I know is that we're getting ripped off, and and I think this monopoly is um, suffocating us out west. And I think there needs to be a change. And I think Henderson needs to come up from the shithole it's been right now. You know. Yeah, it's funny you talk about this because my friend usually talks about this kind of stuff too. He's mm. a he's a few years older than us. Yeah, I think he's around about fifty three, and he talks about how he he disagrees with the trust as well. Yeah, and yeah. where they're hitting. Yeah, because it's a really shit shit system. Mm. He calls it. They fuck everything up. Yeah, and he doesn't like it. I didn't get. I didn't understand what he was talking about half the time. But I'm so after this after this past podcast, I think I got a bit more understanding of it now. I'll try and um. I'll try and message one of these people, eh? These are the people who are against the... What? See if they're interested in our... If they want to talk on our podcast. Yeah, come in and talk about it. Because I want to learn more about it. Yeah, me too, no? Like, I'm not really... I'm just saying things off the top of my head. I'm not really, like, accurate. Yeah, I think that there's something wrong. And there's... I think there's... I think there is something wrong going on with the... with the trust and what it, what it's doing to West Auckland. Um... Man, I recently went up to um, to Morningside. Have you been to Morningside? Nah. And that new, there's like a new entertainment precinct there. Some new bars opened up and restaurants. Oh, shit. It's real flash. Oh, nice. But they just like, took over like some old buildings in the middle of nowhere, like old factories and that. Like, you know where the train goes on Morningside? Yeah. And around the corner, there's where all the factories are. Is it's that what they put it? Factories. They just put it smack bang in the middle of... Uh, <laughs> In the middle of nowhere, sort of thing, you know. But it looks real cool. It's like real, real flash and oh, there's a nice bar it. there. You can watch sports and that. Just go check that up. But see, I'm sure if if those same people came over to West to to make something there, they will get kicked out. Trust would kick them out. So I think you know we're starved for nice places out West, you know. Yeah, there so, are well, the nice places I can think of next to a wall is New Lynn. Mm. That's probably the closest one, and then the city, Potsby area. That's about it. Yeah. Who just looks looking for a decent trick. 
an actual bartender that like can mix a drink. Yeah. Fuck. Nothing worse than a useless bartender. So, Karen, do you have your fair book of the week? Yeah. That's you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, mate. Oh, damn. Here we go. You're not being a Fiapoko, are you? Fiapoko? Yeah. Fiapoko, where are you? I want Fiapoko! This is the Fiapoko of the week. Yeah, I think I think I um I think I can explain that part pretty well. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, today's Fear Book of the Week goes to <laughs> goes to <laughs> goes to Eric. Bro. Congratulations, you made it to Fear Book of the Week, bro. <laughs> the very own uh one three five Eric made it to the Fear Book of <laughs> So you know what I'm talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm talking about our last podcast when you try to be uh try to be John Campbell up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So um I yep. just wanna play a little So so you know, our last episode we had um we had Yosh and um and Paul come and talk about what they were gonna talk about. If you haven't heard it, yep, it's the episode eleven. We were talking about reading books. And Eric mentioned he read a book, and when you got asked about what the book was about, he didn't have a clue what was it about. <laughs> so, so uh, we would just play a bit of that. Uh, what, what I'm talking about. Oh well, well it's amazing. Well, my friend uh, Cameron's been inspiring me a lot, so I've been reading a lot of books actually. <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's quite good actually. Reading is um, does help your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Knowledge, what's, your, what's your favorite book, man, or any? Um, well, Cameron recently gave me a book to read, um, The Broken Ladder. All right. It's about equality and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. You have to read it. I can't tell you much about it. Yeah. Until you read it, then we can relate. What's your stance? In another podcast. <laughs> What's your stance on equality? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, it's really good. Sounds like a No, it's something you would have thought. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. yeah. You were like... <laughs> you know, listening to that that was fucking funny <laughs> wait turn up turn up turn up look, you say something so. oh America overseas yeah yeah New Zealand so yeah. it's from psychology psychologist yeah. professor yeah I like, think I'm um, talking about Jordan like, Peterson um, Jordan Peterson oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah if you're following that guy as well yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. kind of like on the same yeah. same thing same yeah. page yeah 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 oh nice so, yeah. <laughs> Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Firstly, when someone asks you a question about what you thought of it, you have to know what you thought of it because you had to read the book. Did you read the book, Eric? Yeah. Did you um, read the book? I'm gonna. I wanna. I wanna call this the possum effect. I just made it up on the fly. You know how a possum sees the light and they freeze up. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling that shit the possum effect. <laughs> Oh, okay. Did you? Did you? Was there a chapter in the book too, man? Nah, nah, nah. I just made that shit up. But um, prior to that, prior to that uh podcast, because uh, me and uh, Jay were having big time issues with our dogs. Oh wait, wait. Before you go into that, yeah, I just want to say that listening to that again, yeah, like okay. First, first of all, you didn't know what the book was about and after you I, said you read it. Yeah. Second of all. 
you said it was about equality. Well, it's not. It's about inequality. inequality yeah. It's about inequality. Second of all, you spoke about the offer being like Jordan Peterson. Bro, he's not even like... He's not, it's not even like Jordan Peterson, bro. Oh, totally different. Totally different. Oh. Totally different. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, that's all I had to say about that. I'm a bots. I'm a bots guy. Wow. That's a big time bots. <laughs> oh, shit. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Possum effect. But... Previous... Like, prior to that um, podcast... Yeah. Before it started... Um, yeah, because me and Jerry were going through some issues with our dogs. We got three male dogs, we got two younger dogs, and one older dog. And it's crack up because that book, that book, um, the Broken Ladder. I actually experienced some of that. What what they talk about in that book going on with our three dogs. Yeah. Now, it, now basically the book talks about inequality, so I do know what it's about. So yeah. Yeah. And it, it was amazing that we saw some of that in the dogs. It was easier to notice because there was three of them. Mm. So when they, so when okay, they had a big fight. I think it was right about uh, probably a week prior to their podcast. They had a massive ass fight to all three of them, but the two younger ones would go off at the older one. Now, to my understanding, the dogs are trying to get dominance over the grounds, like seeing who's the alpha male. Yeah, yeah, type of thing going on. But the punish- punishment was. The older dog got tied up, and the other, the younger two didn't. They they were allowed to run around free. What do you mean punishment? So, because we put the older dog on the chain because yeah. he was initiating the initiating the fights. Yeah, okay. So, because he was initiating the fights, we thought, okay, we'll chain this dog up, and we'll let the other two run around. It was weird because he would cry. The dog on the chain. Yeah, the dog on the on the chain would cry. Yeah. Fast forward in another couple of days, they had another fight. So I told my I told my dad, okay, put them all on the chain. Mm. So all do- all three dogs could see each other, and they were all on the chain. And the funny thing is, the older dog didn't cry. He only cried that one time when he saw the other two running around. Yes, because the dog said, "Hey." So I was thinking, okay, the older dog knew that he's on the chain. Why are these other fucking two on the chain? Yes. So when you put all the dogs on the chain, he didn't cry. Because they're all equal. Yeah, it's all that. That was one part of it. Yeah. The other, the other part I noticed was the transfer of power between the dogs. That was really out of it, because um, the book talks about how, like for example, chimpanzees and bamboos, they uh, they compete for their dominance over the uh, other alpha uh, or over the other males mm. openly. Well, it's the same thing with dogs; they do the same sort of thing. Mm. So, the first fight, I think, um, it was. F- was it Flash that won their first fight? Okay, so Felix. So Felix won. So the dog's names are Felix. The two younger ones are Felix and Flash. Yeah. The other one is uh, Rage. So when they when the first fight, they um, Felix won the first fight. Uh, second fight, because Felix won, Flash would follow Felix. I thought that was weird because I saw the younger two go after Rage, the older dog. Mm. The last fight, which was really bad, um, Rage and Flash attacked Felix because he was he was seen as alpha male, mm. so they attacked him. But because Flash beat him up, because Felix ran away to my mom, he he went against Rage and he had Rage locked down. So he beat Rage. Yeah, so he beat Rage. So he thought he was the alpha male. Yeah. 
But because the other one was gone. Yeah, so because the other one took off. Yeah. And the other one knew that he couldn't compete because he was hurt. He was injured. Mm. So he settled down. But our older dog, he went absolutely nuts. You yeah. know, he couldn't stand for it because he's always been there this whole entire time. And he always thought, okay, I'm the king of this house. Mm. You know, he's, it's always been like that. It's always been him. Mm. And then when we got these younger two, you know, you kind of see that power transfer. So, so Flash ultimately thought, okay, I'm the king of this place. So every time um, we try to isolate the older dog, he would bust through whatever my dad built. He busted through planks of wood. Yeah. He smashed right through it. Yeah. Just to get that dog. To show that he wanted that dog to bow down to his dominance. Yeah. To show him that he's the king of this place, not him. <laughs> he smashed right through the uh, through the fiber light. My dad put it up again, smashed right through it again. So at the end, my dad had to chain him up. Yeah. Chain him up on the post and put the walls up. Just to stop him from smashing through the um, through the wall, <laughs> and the only thing is, he just wanted that dog to bow down to him. Mm. So it was it was out of it because you could see how the power transferred between the dogs. I didn't know that kind of stuff existed, but it was right there in our face. Yeah. The only problem is because we're not dog trainers, we can see the problem and we know what it is, but we don't know how to fix it properly. Oh, okay, so what's happening now? Are you guys fixing... So at the moment, we've isolated all the dogs on the chain. Yeah. And because we couldn't put the older one away from us, because he he thought the other two were running around free, and he was crying his head off. So you have, he has to look look at them? Yeah, so we had to kind of put them close together, but, but not... In, so they can see each other? Yeah, and yeah. see that they're all chained so up? They're and... all chained up, and it's all equal. You know, oh, power okay. transfer is kind of... Yeah. But we had to learn to teach them also that the power is not with them, it's actually with the owner, which is Joseph. <laughs> Because he's um, he owns the other two. So when they're, when they're fighting, when when Joe comes up to them, do they stop fighting? Yeah, they do. But the older uh, one, the older one doesn't listen because he thinks he's the more alpha male than us. Okay. Uh, well, he's more alpha male than Joe. <laughs> so you know, with reading that book, the broken letter, mm-hmm. it kind of reinforces that you know what you see and what, how we understand things. So I wouldn't have understand it without reading that book. It's only when Joe mentioned obedience and they go, hey, I read something like this and I flash back to the broken letter. Yeah. And it's funny that it happened at that time because it was right about the time we did that podcast where I just went possum-like. <laughs> you went black. <laughs> yeah, my possum possum effect. <laughs> well, you just got uh, kicked out of uh, journalist school, uh, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, I fucked that one up. Well, there was actually another one I wanted to play too. Uh, well, it happened before that. Oh yep. Um, find the time because they're trying to. People know it's hard. Yeah, so yeah. Like if I brought you along, I'd like try to scale to your fitness level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you don't get put off. Yeah. But back then they didn't care. They didn't care. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the part I wish yeah, I was yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they used to call those courses that you do fitness for? <laughs> was it like phys- physical education or uh, the one we did? It's all like um, was it uni? <laughs> Fuck! I don't know this that shit. Eric, Eric, what kind of question is there? <laughs> Physical education. Oh my gosh, that was back in high school, man. Physical education. Fuck. <laughs> nah, I I don't know what that was. <laughs> Eric, man, you kind of come kind of come up with better uh, questions. But. Nah, I think I was I think I was trying to ask him what you needed to open your own chip, but <laughs> fucking physical education. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Still learning this shit, man. Still learning. Where's <laughs> the low budget John Campbell? 
Well, so I'm alone, but Joel Campbell now. <laughs> Fuck, hey, that, uh, <laughs> fucking, that nickname might stick, man. Shit. Well, thanks, Eric, for being uh, part of the Pitbull of the Week. Yeah, no problem, bro. Don't do it again, okay? Don't, don't, I don't want to ever see you on Pitbull of the Week ever again, okay, bro? <laughs> Alright, alright. Um so, the book The Broken Leather is a is a good book to read. Yeah. I I enjoyed that book. Um especially how it opens your eyes to inequality and what it is, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean like I don't remember every detail of the book because you need to just remember what stood out for you. And I think what stood out for me in that book was how inequality happens throughout any any status. Of people's lives you know yeah. like like if you're if you're like me and you live in Henderson and I'm, I live in a house and 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 say my next door neighbor has a Ferrari you know and I'm the type of person to be jealous of the guy with the Ferrari <laughs> so yeah. I need to be you know I need to you get know, up to his status get up to his status sort of yeah. thing yeah but and that guy with the Ferrari next door, he must be he must be thinking he's the man because he's got a Ferrari on on the on the street. Yeah. So he he's feeling up there on top of the mountains sort of thing. But if you put that same guy over in Saint Helier's, <laughs> in the very rich areas, <laughs> and it, it'd be a role reverse. Yeah. You know? So. You know what I mean? Like, the, the that's that's the biggest thing I got from that book. Like everywhere you go, there's always inequality. Yeah. It basically shows that um, no matter what you got, no matter how high up the ladder you are, you still feel like you don't have enough because of whoever. If you're next door to someone that's got more than you, you, you have to compete with that. Yeah, exactly. It's a exactly. natural thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, not. We're not yeah, taught exactly. this. Exactly. Like uh, the only thing I got from the book was like, if you're like a, uh, like in, you know, have you heard about those billionaires? Yeah. Like the billionaires are always competing with each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like who's who's gonna buy the biggest thing, whatever? It's, it never ends. Yeah. It never ends. Whether you're poor or you're millionaire, it's still yeah, that, it's, that inequality still hits you and wants to make you do stuff, make make you get over the next person. Yeah, man. But at the end of the day it's all like just things, you know, just stuff. Yeah, it's material stuff. Yeah, material stuff. We're all fighting over over imaginary paper that's got numbers on it. Yeah, exactly. Um you know the first chapter in their book talks about the um, air rage, which was interesting. Did, yeah, did you read that? That that's another part of the book that really stood out for me. That yeah, because yeah. I didn't get it until I got to the end of that. Yeah, you know I, when they started the chapter, I was like, "Where's this heading?" And then when they finally finished the story, ah, uh, oh, I see. Yeah, but it was interesting to me how air rage only happens. They've worked it out, eh? And yeah. air rage seems to be high on planes which have business class and and. Yeah. A, a, Economy the, at the same time. The economy class. Yeah. Economy class. Yeah. Th- those planes have a high rate of um, air rage. Yeah. Because you got the two different statuses in the same in the same plane, eh? Like you're in a confined space, and you're in the in the air. Yeah. You got nowhere to go. You're just trapped. Yeah, you're just trapped, trapped for a few hours with <laughs> with people that uh you know. In lower status, if you're in the high class. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was the reason why they put um, sometimes when you board a plane. When you board a plane in the middle, you miss out walking past the business class. Ah, oh, so that's that's so why they put the. You don't have it in your head. Like the first class might be annoyed all these people. That will see all these guys. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty sad. Yeah, it is. But that's just the way it is. Eh? It's a good book. It's a good book to read in the quality around the world. It sort of like gives you a little bit of a secret to life, eh? 
Yeah. Secrets of life, how you don't have to worry about. And like, like if you feel insecure about your status. Yeah. There's a reason why. Yeah. Because of inequality. Exactly. And what this book says. That's why. uh, Like, it's just a figment of your imagination. It's just a thing. Yeah. I actually thought I was going nuts. Like, I always thought there was something in the background. But now, you know, this book kind of helps to put on the front. Yeah. In the full picture, now I kind of see it. And understand it a bit more, and I see why people do things, yeah, and how people act, or why, yeah, it's just fuck, it's a real mind opener. And plus, with social media, too, eh? like they want to show, yeah, yeah, the people they want to show their life on social media, Cause, yeah, and then people get affected by that too because they see other people that put their stuff on social media, yeah, and they feel the inequality there sometimes, yeah, like, and oh, then they feel shit. like, shit, I want, I need to be like that, yeah, too. on that I, level, I need to be on that level as well, if whatever you see. Like it doesn't have to be celebrities. It can be like your someone you know. Yeah. You know, that's on social media of doing doing cool things that you wish <laughs> that you feel like you wish you were doing and then next minute you start doing it. But you're just doing it because, you know you, you, you saw you, someone else you doing, saw it. Someone doing it that you know and it made you feel you had to do that. Like um I, when I, when I think about my time spending Samoa, like going to Samoa for, for three months to work there and to live there. Yeah. Coming from New Zealand, like I feel a, I felt a big inequality. But I, I liked it better. Like, I didn't need... Like, when I went over there, like, living in Samoa, like, just the lifestyle overtook everything else that I could have easily in New Zealand. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, for me, the lifestyle was, was better than than the material things. Because, you know, the, the internet's not as good. Yeah. Um, you know, the technology there's not as good. And... You know, you don't get the comforts that you have and that you have here in New Zealand with all the things, all the things, but you don't really care about it. I didn't really care because I was happy with, because a lot of my family were there, you know, and like, you know, I had cool friends, family, and, and, and the lifestyle was easier. It was like, the food was nice, the the work wasn't really, it was work, but it was just simple. It was easy. It was. It was not <laughs> as hard out. Like, it was not grind. It wasn't grind. Oh, okay. You know, and that was that meant more to me than material stuff. You know, true. Like, I didn't need to have the fastest internet and watch all the movies online, Netflix and all that. You know, I didn't need all that. Hey, I'm just glad you put that fair book of the weekend. I, I didn't think it was gonna make it this week. <laughs> 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 so that's no, no, good. I need some feedback. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how um, how silly I sound on this thing. So, <laughs> no man, we're just hey, we're just practicing. Hey, we're all new to this podcast shit, okay? <laughs> okay, out there, all your critics and all your <laughs> all your where's where's hey, the links? Hey, <laughs> hey, everyone out there. Hey, we're just having fun on this, man. We just we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're just talking shit every day. <laughs> oh, we're talking shit every time we're on here. Talking about whatever. Yeah, the shit gets real deep when it comes Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but um, apologies for I was not being here. Um, just me and Eric holding it down, holding down the fort. <laughs> Eric's about to bounce out to work now, so yeah, gotta call it quits. But uh, yeah. So we got a, we got another one on Thursday, or? Okay, man. <laughs> thanks, Joe, for fat chicken today. Yeah, thanks, bro. That was me. Thanks, Eric. All right, thanks, Gibbs. Have a good day at work, bro. Have a good night at work. Yep. Thank you, 135.
Remember, if any crazy, <laughs> crazy bitch comes in and puts her hand on my hat. I don't know what's up with that bitch, bro. <laughs> Who looks at you while you're stealing of while you're stealing something, man? Fuck. I don't know. Probably didn't finish school. Who knows? Who uh, cares? All right, man. Peace. Later. Fuck. <laughs>